winning a Stanley Cup takes a lot of things. It takes a lot of fortune, a lot of team building, a lot of tactical adjustments, and, you know, just that extra little dose of special somethings that gets a really good team in the postseason over the proverbial hump. The Winnipeg Jets aren't really close to a cup right now, but what would it take for them to get back to a level that might approach true competitiveness? We'll talk about all of this on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, you know, we've talked a lot over the past couple of weeks about the upcoming season and whatnot. This one, I kind of wanted to take a bit of a different approach. Obviously, you know, the Jets in the current state that they are, they're not really a competitor. You know, let's be honest. Even if they make the playoffs, they sneak in or they even walk in comfortably Whichever way they do it, it's probably not going to be the quality of a team that you're really expecting to go all the way and win a cup. And I don't mean that as an insult to Winnipeg. I just think you're looking at the teams that have won the cup over the past couple of years, Tampa Bay, Colorado, um, in previous seasons, Pittsburgh. These are just incredibly dominant squads. Even the Blues were really, really darn good in the year that they finally broke their curse. So, you know, the Jets have some pretty difficult competition to go up against. Now, you know, the league uh, power structure, of course, has changed. But I think the biggest question is, how do the Jets get to the level of being a true cup contender? And I think for me, Winnipeg has a couple of, I wouldn't say like, well, I I might call them structural issues. I think that there are some things within the organization that could change. Uh, And and it might just be a change in the staff in terms of the coaching, which we've, you know, already seen. Maybe this will help to kickstart the culture change. But I think the first thing that I want to talk about is reestablishing a winning organization. Now, I don't mean this in the the way of um, just sort of looking at results only, right? I think that there are some key things. And it was interesting when Rick Bonus got signed that he emphasized the idea of communication. It was a word that he used a lot, which you don't often hear um, a brand new hire focus so heavily on like one particular phrase. You know, some people might say, well, it's because he didn't really have a lot else to say about joining the Jets. And I don't think that that's really the case. I think for a lot of what he was saying um, in terms of how he wanted to handle the team, how he wanted to work with the roster, I think the idea of communication as a means of unifying a lot of disparate parts within the organization is really important because, you know, there have been stories about Jet staff and, and organization members kind of being just tired of each other. You know, this this marriage of forces that has tried to get this team into a, a competitive state has ultimately not come together, especially uh, in the past like three or four years. And so I think 
you know, for one thing, the Jets really need to kind of get back to being a team that has accountability, one that is willing to answer the difficult questions, and one that, you know, opens itself up to its fans. I think the the Jets fan council is a start. Um, That is an interesting way to potentially get some more fan feedback and input. But obviously, you know, when it comes to the on-ice results and stuff, I don't know how much that would really impact much of anything. I think the council might be a way to work on fan engagement. But looking at a higher level, I think the organization kind of has to be a little bit more transparent about where the team is at, which in this industry is very difficult. You know, I, I, I did internal like ages ago, worked for a, a summer with the you know Grand Prix of Baltimore, right? And there were a lot of things that we couldn't really disclose to the public during different states of the race uh, construction and, and deal making, because let's be honest, a lot of that information is kind of sensitive and we want to make sure that um, we're being respectful of our partners and stuff. But I think with the Jets, one thing that would be really be uh, you know nice is to see them honestly give us some kind of a timeline or a plan for how they intend to get this team back on track. You know, just hiring bonus and not really making any real uh, free agent signings of note for me doesn't really spell um, a message of of real intent. Other than, you know, you thought Paul Maurice was the only problem along with the assistant coaching staff. And so you think that this is going to be enough to run it back. I think anyone who has actually looked at this team and seen how it is knows that that's not really the case. The Jets have to get back to winning ways because, you know, they already have trouble recruiting free agents. They have, you know, recently started having issues retaining some of their drafted talent. I think it's important for the Jets to try and figure out a way to make the, you know, make the the Jets appealing to players outside of this, outside of the city, because I think if Winnipeg is able to start recruiting more players um, with a, a culture that breeds success, one that embraces, uh, you know, the unique skills and talents that players for this team can bring and ultimately helps to elevate guys to the level that they deserve to be, you know, thinking like Ehlers given a top line spot um, and, and really rewarding the efforts of our, our really star young players. I think that could start to really push things in a positive direction. You know, they say that winning often helps smooth over a lot of issues, but the Jets have been doing more losing over the past couple of years than anything. And it's about time for that to really change. Uh, A culture change that embraces communication, that creates an accountable but still family-like atmosphere, something that can get this team back on track and promote positive vibes, I think would be a really important thing. I know it kind of sounds silly because I'm always somebody who favors um, a lot of deep statistical insight and stuff. But I think at a, a base level, the Jets are just fundamentally broken. You know, the locker room situation... Uh, people just not really being happy with the direction of the team, the players wanting to leave. I, I think that there's enough dysfunction there that you have to kind of look at from the ground up. Um, I, I went in the reverse direction. It should be from the ground up. You know, uh, a real contract, because I really do think that somewhere in um, the mess of this situation, there is a, a contender that can be a competitive squad. Now, obviously, it's not going to happen without some significant overhauls. And we'll talk about what kind of roster overhauls the Jets are probably going to need in the next few years and identify some really key positions. But before we go any further, I don't want to share a really important message that I think is, is worth hearing. This is like a sponsor read, but I, I want to preface this one by saying, personally, this one is important to me, uh, in part because... You know, a lot of us probably know somebody who was impacted or, 
maybe has even been killed by drunk driving. And I think for a lot of us, this stuff is, uh, well, it hits really close to home. And so this message, I think, even if you've already heard it before, I really encourage you to remind yourself that this stuff is super important. You're hanging out with your friends and you're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. No, you're not that far from home. What's the worst that can happen? You can make it home, okay? No big deal. What are the odds we get pulled over anyways? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Maybe a fine, maybe the cop gives you a slap on the wrist, or maybe you think you can run the uh, run the odds and somehow avoid police presence altogether. What happens if you lose your license? You total your car. You lose your job. You kill somebody. What then are you do with those consequences? How are you going to live with yourself? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tra- tragic and often deadly, but that still doesn't stop everyone from doing so, especially from getting behind the wheel while they're under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads, trying to save lives. If you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's. Drive sober or get pulled over. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're taking a look at uh, what I think could be a pathway of trying to get the Jets into some kind of a competitive state. I, I spent uh, you know the first part of this podcast talking about a culture change, and I think that that is something that, as of yet, I still don't know if Winnipeg has really gone through. Um, even with the introduction of Rick Bonus and some of the assistant coaching changes, fundamentally, I still think that there's something missing with this team uh, that can really be a magnet for talent, that can be a magnet for um, retaining talent, and ultimately getting this team in a happier, positive vibe state. I look at the Baltimore Orioles. This team, quite honestly, has overachieved in almost every category, especially given expectations. Now, that's not to say that the team doesn't have talent. It does. Uh, especially in some very key positions. But you look at that roster, you look at what they've accomplished so far, and honestly, <laughs> you ask me, a lot of it's powered by vibes. And it's you know it's not really being entirely truthful, but I think the Orioles have found a way to supplement a roster that maybe doesn't have the world's greatest talent with some really good cheap depth that they've cultivated, and they've now got this winning culture that has seemingly embraced the rise of a top prospect in Adley Rutschman, um, and and this team that seemingly is powered by positive energy and, you know, married to some skill, but a team that's really thriving off of a culture that now seems pushing towards a more winning attitude. And I think the Jets could really benefit from taking some lessons there. I know it's not the only reason uh, that this team is failing, but I think, again, a culture change is a big step. The other thing that Winnipeg is going to have to do is kind of do what the Orioles are about to do, uh, or hopefully are about to do, uh, in changing over the roster, Winnipeg is kind of in a perilous state because they have so many free agents that we talked about uh, last episode upcoming in the next couple of seasons. These free agents are going to make or break this current core of the Jets. You know, Shifley, Wheeler, um, you know, to a lesser extent, Schmidt, um, Pionk. But, I, I, you know, obviously the really big one for the Jets is Connor Hellebuck. What they do with him is going to completely change the direction of this franchise forever. Um now, I think the most likely scenario is that the Jets extend him. And like, honestly, while I, I don't know if on paper it's the right move, 
there's just a part of me as a fan that really wants him to stay. Uh, I, I know what he means to this team and how important he's been. And I feel like the Jets, with some really smart changes, aren't nearly as far off from being uh, a really good team as it looks right now. It's not going to be easy, and I would think the timeline is probably um, somewhere around three to four years in changes. Uh, there will have to be a season in which they would probably, I don't know, tank, um, at least finish in the bottom five of the, of the league, which I don't think is going to happen as long as Hellebuck is here. So kind of pushing that aside, you know, if they don't tank or, you know, whether intentional or not, and they're, they're actually a team that even makes the postseason or at least stays in the middle of the pack, I don't know that that's going to be enough to get them over the hump. They're going to have to find a, a really good top six center from somewhere, and I think that they should be willing to pay up assets for this. Now, they are going to have to also eat up cap space, and I know the Jets traditionally don't like having a lot of salary on the books, but at some point, this team is just going to have to spend money. There's no two ways about it, and I feel like you can be upset with the Wheeler contract aging poorly. I mean, all you know, a lot of us said it wasn't going to be good from day one. We kind of understood where it was going. We knew why it was signed, but I think that kind of plays into the whole accountability thing, right? Wheeler's performance did warrant some kind of an extension, but I think we all knew it was not going to be the kind where you sign him for like five or six years at almost eight and a half million. You have to be reasonable. You have to understand that at times you just can't really go extending 30 plus year olds to massive contracts, especially when they're on ice performance. If you look away from the counting stats, is starting to decline. I mean, age really hit Blake very hard, and it's been a consistent issue over the past several years. And so I think the Jets really have to be careful about who they sign, but I think that they can make really smart acquisitions. They can buy low on players like Yesa Puyayarvi. And look, Puyayarvi by himself does not change your team's entire uh, outcome or outlook, right? But what it does do is help to supplement your depth. So when you need to spend money on the really big players, the ones that can truly change your franchise, you're actually going to have the ability to do that. And, you know, you don't even have to worry about the depth. I think if you look for buy low candidates to help supplement your, your talented bottom sixers that are coming up from the moose, you can actually build a true contender around your top six. You know, we already know Perfetti is going to be locked in there at some point, um, so long as he doesn't want to leave. Dubois, we know that he's leaving, but Shifley will probably be extended, is my guess, I, unless this uh, relationship ends up getting severed. I kind of feel like Mark will be okay with staying. Um, of course, Ehlers, I'm sure, will sign another contract extension. Uh, he'll probably need a raise. But after that, you know, the, the top six is starting to look a little bit um, threadbare, to be honest. And while there are some interesting players who might eventually make it out of the uh, prospect system and into a spot somewhere up there, it's asking a lot. So I think Winnipeg should be ready to start spending assets to try and bring in some really good talent. Uh, I don't know who exactly off the top of my head makes a lot of sense. Travis Konechny, for one, might be a really good target. Maybe Brock Besser. I think some of the you know RFAs that were recently extended that I mentioned earlier in this um, offseason, I would still look at those guys. I mean, you know, some of these teams are not all that close to a playoff spot. The contracts that they've signed are actually really good trade value. So if they ended up getting moved, you know, the Jets could probably at a premium, bring in some really amazing talent. And I think some of these guys would really be game changers for the Jets. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Even Dylan Strom, once he's done with uh, Washington, if Winnipeg could convince him on a multi-year deal, 
I'd still be looking at that. You know, I don't think you just have to walk away from some of these guys because they didn't sign this offseason. Again, it really kind of depends on the direction the Jets are intending here. But if they're really trying to compete and stay in a playoff state, they're going to have to spend. And I, I don't really see any other way around it, whether it's assets and futures or money. Winnipeg, just be, you know, do stuff. I mean, do something. I, I think we've already seen what happens when this team kind of stands pat and stays pretty stagnant. It's time to start really changing the narrative and getting this team into something that looks like a fun, competitive team again. We're all tired of watching the Jets lose. I know I am, and I'm sure you are. So, you know, get approach this overhaul for the roster with uh, serious ambition and show us some kind of a plan for the future. Because if you can do that, if you can really demonstrate that you have a vision for this team that's not just running it back again, it might actually get fan support back on the team side. Because let's be honest, I think a lot of the fans have recently started waning. Uh, that attention and that drive and passion, fueled by passion, hasn't really felt like it recently. So there are some other things that I think the Jets are going to have to do, and we'll talk about how uh, Winnipeg might approach some final adjustments to this team going forward, um, especially with how to maybe manage the future of the coaching staff. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful partners and friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. More than just being an online betting site, though, BetOnline also has support with great league updates, news, uh, podcasts, media content, anything anything you can imagine. They really want to be your number one source for all things sports. Uh, and they've also got coverage for Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, of course, combat sports, esports, golf. If you like horse racing, they've also got triple crown odds and news. I mean, whatever you're into, they've got your back. And if you don't like sports, no problem. They've also got Vegas casino games because they want to be, you know, something for everyone, right? It's a great place to have all of your sports media coverage and online betting in one centralized, easy-to-use, convenient spot. So to get started, go to BetOnline today on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of that latest action that you can get on right now. Because bet online is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Uh, tonight's episode, of course, has been a little bit more of a, uh, a rambling kind of discussion about how the Jets can try and get this organization back on track. We talked about a winning culture change needing to be a thing, uh, something that maybe Rick Bonus has identified as being a particular issue with stuff like communication. We also talked about a roster overhaul, especially in just being willing to spend, which is something that traditionally the, the Jets are pretty afraid to do. And like, I get it. They have some salary restrictions and stuff that other teams just don't. But in the past, when they felt that they could be competitive, they said they were a cap team. So maybe, just maybe, if the cap ceiling starts to rise again over the next couple of years, like it's planned to do, you know, maybe Winnipeg is going to open up those coffers and start using assets to bring in real talent, because I think that there is a team here that if they're intent on trying to, you know, run it back and be competitive, well, they're going to have to pay for it. You know, it's it's not a situation that they can walk away from because the only other option is rebuilding. And if you don't intend to do that, well, you're going to have to spend. But, you know, the third and final thing that I think the Jets long term have to figure out is kind of a question of leadership. Um, Shovel Day Off got extended for like three years or something, although I still don't know if that's even been announced formally by the team, which is kind of odd. 
All that said, you know, bonus, I think for me is like a stopgap head coach. And it's funny because I actually am kind of uh, looking forward to seeing what he does this year with Winnipeg. But long term, the Jets need some kind of like a philosophical change and a leadership change. I think this organization has kind of been very wishy-washy, very middle of the road, kind of milk toast, very vague, not particularly um, ambitious, it doesn't feel like. Even though I know that that's not necessarily the truth, I think that there are plenty of people in the Jets organization that have loads of ambition and want to see this team soar. But when you look at it from an outsider's perspective and what the team has accomplished, what they've said publicly and what actions they've taken since then, you know, it just doesn't really feel that sort of uh, that drive for success. And I think you really need a strong voice leading this organization and a team that can push the squad in the right direction. That's kind of part part of the culture change. But I think more specifically, especially on the coaching side, they need to start thinking about, you know, their next head coach and who they want managing this team for like the next five to 10 years. Now, obviously, that's not going to be um one person because most head coaches only last a couple of seasons before they're canned with the jets though. They tend to be very, very conservative about firing coaches. So whoever they bring in legit might have a shot at coaching five plus years. I mean, look how long Paul Maurice was here for. It felt like it would take um, a nuclear conflict to uh, remove him from his post. And even then he only left because he resigned. The jets weren't really willing to fire him. So given that, you know, Winnipeg needs to find a really progressive coach, somebody who's you know ready for the growth of the game, who is looking to really embrace the role of the youth players and bring in prospects in elevated roles, because that's kind of what the backbone of this team used to be, relying on youth, relying on young talent to supplement your already decent, solid existing core. If you can kind of commit to doing that after you've drafted players, and this time you're actually developing them at the NHL level and yielding some pretty great, pretty great results... I think it's a win-win proposition for everyone. Why the Jets kind of got away from that, I I still have yet to really understand. But one way or another, whoever they start to bring in for the coaching staff needs to be ready to embrace this vision and embrace more fun, exciting hockey. You know, trying to be a defense first, you know, shut it down kind of team doesn't really suit the way this squad is built. And, you know, it's not really the, the way the NHL itself is moving. Uh, you know, the, the league is really about speed and skill. And if Winnipeg isn't willing to catch up to that, they're going to be in trouble long-term. I also think at the, the management level, you know, I don't know if shovel is the guy to really elevate this team. I know that his decisions are often hamstrung by ownership. I'm sure that he has a lot of things that he's not allowed to do, but somebody is going to have to step into this role and make this team theirs. This Jets team feels like it's stuck between multiple worlds and visions. And because there's not one clear, consistent approach to how to build this team, you're just kind of watching a really mediocre squad spinning wheels for years. And it's a disappointment because we've wasted so many good years and prime seasons from guys like Hellebuck, Ehlers, Shifley when he was amazing, uh, Kyle Connor. When are we actually going to start taking winning seriously and see a team that has a clear, dedicated vision uh, for the future and even the present? I'm just longing for this to come from somewhere, uh, especially from the front office. I know that they're trying to do more of this stuff and trying to give fans more access. But at some point, somebody just has to really lay it out and show us what the timeline and plan is for this team 
otherwise, you're going to start to fall into this trap where each year you say, oh, you know, we have expectations. This is what we're thinking about, but we're not really sure if we're going to get there. We're, you know, we're playing around with the numbers and seeing what might pan out for us. Just this vague nonsense that doesn't really say anything about what your dream is for this team. And there are some things that Winnipeg will never be able to stop uh, or prevent. You know, players leaving might be a thing that we're going to have to contend with for years to come. Players not wanting to join the Jets from free agency, again, may be difficult to overcome. But there has to be a better approach than this. It just can't continue on like this because Winnipeg, this team deserves something better. The city deserves something better. The fans deserve something better. Just give it to us. Show us what this Jets team can be and take us back to the glory days a couple of years ago when we thought, and I truly believed, the Jets were going to be a Stanley Cup winner. I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this. I'm sure I've rambled and ranted a lot for y'all. Um, sorry. <laughs> I just feel like there's been some stuff like at a very high level that's kind of frustrated me with this team. And, you know, with the Jets not really doing a lot this offseason, hasn't exactly been all that much to discuss, has there? It's a little bit sad. Uh, I really thought that this offseason might be one to have some real significance and shape this team's future, but it just kind of seems like we've only gotten halfway there and there's still some missing part of the journey that the Jets don't really seem intent to complete. But, you know, tell me your thoughts. I might talk about it on Friday's episode, maybe uh, do some fan polls and stuff, see how people are feeling about the team right now. Um, YouTube, uh, if you're listening to this here, be sure to drop some comments below in the comments section below. Uh, give me your thoughts. Tell me how you feel about the Jets, what you want them to do, what you think the long-term direction should be, and what kind of philosophical or staffing changes you think might be best. And uh, also, if you want to share it on Twitter, again, my socials are at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Again, I just want to thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything happening in the world of hockey, all at your fingertips on your favorite podcasting platforms. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!